When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Clap, clap your hands and stomp your feet. You're listening. You're listening to the Clap Your Hands Podcast. Hosted by Elliot Shore Parks and Kyle Newbeck. Here they come. There is a reason that people have been hesitant to really go all in with this team all season. It's because of stuff like this. And because, frankly, who we haven't even gotten to yet, James Harden has been completely unable to finish at the rim in the playoffs so far. Yeah. Like... That, I think, honestly, might be what I'm watching this next series for more than the Joel stuff, right? I know that Joel is the MVP and the best player and so on and so forth, but like, if James comes out and can't score in the paint the way he did against, or the way he couldn't against Brooklyn, like, how much money are you actually willing to give that guy going forward? And are you willing to just say, He's walking out the door because if that's your guy, if he's the guy who you're you're going to have to offer him, I would guess the max. I think Houston yeah. is going to give him the max. If if you don't, you're going to give a guy a four or five year max who who can't score at the rim in the playoffs. Like, so sorry, that's a big problem. Yeah. So let's transition to game four and I'll we'll, we'll start with that. So game four, obviously, like to the Harden thing, I I go back and forth pretty viciously on the Harden thing. Cause there is one side of me that says he is getting to the rim and he is making threes. And he is like, I think he's been to a certain degree, what you kind of hoped he would be overall on the season. For sure. He creates a ton of offense. He makes Joel better. He makes threes at a high clip. And I think that he has been able to score for stretches when they've needed to, but there's no denying the not finishing at the rim thing is weird. I don't know if it's just like a hitter in baseball going on a cold streak because physically it doesn't like, I don't see a physical reason he's not finishing at the rim unless you think he can't jump as high and he's so afraid of getting a shot block that it's like altering how he's shooting at the rim, which could be it. But I think physically he's looked fine getting there. It's just finishing there. So, I mean, from game four, I guess you can talk about that a little bit too, but just more so, I mean, why do you, like, why do you think he's missing? Has he talked about it? Has he been asked about it? Like what's your thoughts on that? So I think it's a combination of things. He said after game four, it's like they didn't do anything. Um, just it's one of those things. You just miss shots, whatever. But right. I don't see a guy. Now, game three, I will say I saw him go up strong to the basket and, you know, pretty noteworthy that that was the game that he actually looked good and finished at the rim. Mm-hmm. A lot of these misses that he has are him settling for these like 10 foot push shots, runners, floaters. And look, he can make those from time to time, but he's certainly not, he's not Trey young where the runner is like such a gigantic and important part of his Trey, arsenal. Trey young, Trey young, by the way, man, he sucks. Like I've been watching some of that. <laughs> he is like, I, I was so fooled by him. I, anyway, that's just a quick side, but watching this Boston Atlanta series, he is such a losing player, but go ahead. Well, I feel like I've said on this podcast, there's a difference between being a bad defensive player and being maybe the single worst defensive player in oh, the NBA. 
Yeah. So that the story for another day. Anyway, so with Harden, the the reliance on these runners and floaters has been bad, and some of it must be either he lacks the vertical explosion to get to the rim as quick as mm-hmm. he needs to, or which is arguably just as bad. He doesn't trust his body that he can get there. Like the, the mental hangups from the hamstring issues in the past that he's not willing to explode the way he might've used to. And so that's a lot. That's essentially like you're seeing the same thing I'm seeing where I think his burst on the perimeter has been pretty yeah. good. Like he was beating Nick Claxton and Mikhail Bridges, like very good defensive players and long. And then, yeah. And then essentially conceding the advantage that he gained. Like there was a play mm-hmm. in the second or the yeah, second quarter of game four, I believe, where he smoked Nick Claxton and then just like stopped. And yep. it was, you know, I don't know if it's because he's trying too hard to draw fouls, which that in itself is a problem, or he didn't trust that he was going to get to the basket. But either way, that's those are both bad outcomes or, or bad things for the Sixers. So I don't feel great about him coming into this series. I certainly feel worse about him than I did coming into the playoffs in general. Um, And I wish that we had gotten the full game three of him because that felt like it was like, all right, he's finally in a groove. He's doing what they need him to do. He's essentially picking up Joel and filling that role that he needs to as the co-star. And then he has an opportunity to be, kind of the guy in game four and it's like oh my god this guy can't make absolutely anything inside the arc it's crazy well and the concerning thing too is coming off of the joel discussion we just had you know game one boston on the road very hard game i don't think harden has to go out and win it for you to prove that he's worth it but that's that's the game that you you get james for right that you have a legit number two like if you're boston and you're missing tatum you feel good that you have brown if you're if you're phoenix and you're missing durant you have booker and i understand james is not on the level of booker at this point in his career but these are the games where you say, okay, this is why we can make the argument we have one of the best duos in the NBA. Because if we're missing one, we have someone else to go to. So I mean, we'll do more about game one later in the week on more pods. But yeah, it'll be a, it'll be a big chance for um, for Harden to step up and kind of, again, like show he's worth the max, show they should resign him. I think you probably have to resign him either way is, is you know, my big picture take without getting into too much. But yeah, it'll be, it'll be a big game for him. 